everywhere I've been, there's been good cops and bad cops. One that actually changed my point of view towards them and the ones who bring it right back where it is today. When I first got locked up, I had one thing on my mind. That was survival. I was 130 pounds, 23 years old, and had never done any time in my life. The longest amount of time I ever did behind bars was a nine-month county hit for marijuana in Arizona. With this arrest, I knew I graduated to the big time. Erie County, Pennsylvania is the jail where I waited trial for my federal case. This was by far the worst place I've ever been incarcerated. They actually threw me in seg for having dreadlocks. I was threatened with a court order to shave my head and told if I didn't, I'd be held down and shaved. I refused to cave and spent several months in seg. Most days I was denied my hour of wreck simply because I wouldn't follow their rules. I was denied mail that was sent by my family and multiple times I was denied visits. I was a city boy who wouldn't follow their orders. This was my first real interaction with the authority figures who'd be overseeing my every move after I was sentenced to 16 and a half years. Sitting in that hole, I vowed to myself that no matter what they did to me, I'd live my life the best way that I saw fit. After receiving my sentence, I was shipped down to Pittsburgh for multiple heroin cases that I'd been on the lam running from. It was like night and day between the two jails. The COs there left me alone to do whatever I wanted which was get high as possible. Allegheny, Allegheny County Jail is notorious for cops getting busted bringing in packages. Anybody that set foot on our unit was a potential mule. I've got 500 bucks, what's up? This was a starting point in negotiations with the officers. Okay, okay, how about a thousand? Man, all I wanted some cigarettes. And once you got them a bite that first time, it was on. Myself, I inherited a CO from my boy who was leaving to go do five years in the pen. He'd pick up a package from my brother to deliver every two weeks. It was supposed to be only a few ounces of weed and cigarettes, but eventually it turned into a cornucopia of every drug known to man. Opening the package was better than Christmas. Shit, it was better than every birthday combined in my entire life. All the worries about the time I had ahead of me was up in a cloud of smoke and a spoon of dope. Jesus Christ, this place is badass, my boy Mark said when he first got there. But eventually my time ran out there and I transferred to the feds. I started out at FCI Gilmer with an ass full of weed that I brought with me. Most dudes will take their time and see how things work. Nope, not me. I was off and running, selling weed like I was back at a Grateful Dead concert, which got me right in the crosshairs of the SIS, the feds inside of the feds. My cell was liable to get torn to pieces at any given time. I was also placed on something called dread check. This form of degradation consisted of me being pulled off the compound, stripped naked, every orifice of my body checked to two onlooking officers' satisfaction, and then my dreadlocks being thoroughly molested. They combed through my locks looking for stash weed, and I just hang my head in humiliation. We've got you now. We know where you hide your shit, they said on the first of many searches, courtesy of their snitches. Eventually, they had enough and hit my cell in full force. Two shifts of the BOP's finest guards annihilating my cell. They knew I had shit, and they weren't going to stop until they found it. After six hours of destruction, they hit the jackpot. Over $600 in stamps, hidden in a sealed soapbox. 
50 individual packets of tobacco and the kiss of death was it not a weed I had in my legal folder. I was hit, sent directly to the hole, and then off to the USP for greater supervision. No offense, but you wore out your welcome, I was told by my case manager when he informed me that my next destination would be U.S. Pollock in Louisiana. Good luck, he said through clenched teeth. You're going to need it. Back in the 2000s, USP Pollock was a bit like the 1960s Vietnam War. There were more than a dozen murders in 18 months while I was there, and they averaged a dozen stabbings a month. My first day in, I saw two convicts attacking a third in the middle of a softball field. One had a lock on a belt. The other was brandishing the weapon of choice of all prisoners, a bone-cursing prison shank. When the COs ran to break it up, the attackers shifted the attention to the mark of his saviors. They attacked the COs. That's what those fuckers get for trying to break it up, one convict said next to me. You hear all kind of stories about the penitentiary when you're in the medium, and they always end with, you don't want to go there. But to me, the USP was the best place you could do time. The COs would leave you alone to do your bid. At all times, my cell window could stay covered. And if they wanted me for something, they didn't dare come inside. They'd knock on the door politely and wait for me to come out. Then they would respectfully tell me whatever the reason was that they wanted. After informing me of my request, they'd leave me and allow me ample time to ponder whether I even wanted to do it. As long as I wasn't stabbing somebody, the cops couldn't care less what I did. They knew the convicts ran the prison. We kept the order. If someone was out of line and had to go, he was dealt with fast and justly. All they had to do was clean up the blood and play their part. But after an extremely tumultuous misunderstanding and big problem with the Aryan Brotherhood of Texas, I was transferred to USP Canaan in Pennsylvania. Canaan and Pollock were two completely different worlds. I didn't even last two weeks before I received a disciplinary report for using another inmate's phone account. That incident landed me directly on the other side of the table from a self-appointed and appropriately named man called the Hammer. The Hammer was a disciplinary hearing officer, or DHO, who took pride in taking everything from you. He hammered me with the loss of my phone and commissary rights for two entire years. Taking 90 good days away was just a kick in the nuts. Canaan was a miserable compound. Half the inmates there had zero privileges. Something that wouldn't even been looked at twice in Pollock would cost you a year's worth of good time there. There were convicts that couldn't go buy a pair of shoes or any noodles again until the 22nd century. An officer was brutally murdered one time in C-Block. The inmate who did it took more than half an hour to take out a year's worth of pent-up aggression out on authority of figure who represented the guards. As a tragic incident, what made it even worse is that was one of the good guards. He was one of the few that disliked to do his time and go home. After the homicide, Canaan turned into a chemical warfare battleground. Any type of incident would merit a noxious dose of pepper spray from the COs, followed by beating out of sight from prying eyes, and then a trip to the hole. I left Canaan that same year following another misunderstanding, this one involving 19 Mexicans and their knives. I was shipped off to USP Hazleton in West Virginia. The only thing consistent in Hazleton is inconsistency. You can eat your breakfast some days at 6 a.m. or some days at 
You can get outside for rec at 7.30 or 9 o'clock. At any given time, you can look forward to receiving the most extensive pat-down in the history of mankind. This includes hands going down into your pants in a nut slap that would make a dominatrix blush. As I currently reside in Hazleton right now, I know the ramifications of what I'm writing. I can only say so much. Freedom of speech is one of the liberties we do not have in federal prison.